Welcome to episode 7 of Retro Resolutions. I'm Dylan. This is Matt. And uh, today we are going to be talking about, we both got since the last episode, a uh, Mr. FPGA system. Yes. Uh, So that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do that, we should talk about what we've been playing lately uh, and, and and how we've been playing it. Do you want to go first or should I? Uh, You go first this time. Okay. I have, I said I was probably going to be talking about Mother 3 for a while. Yeah. Uh, But I actually haven't touched it since I talked about (laughs) it. Uh, It's just like, it's one of those games where I'm like, oh, I want to commit some time to it and not like play in fits and stops, you know? Um and so it's just like never fitting into where I want to spend my time. So I don't not like it, but I just didn't spend time with it anyway. Because I've got the Mister, what I have been spending time on is uh, Metal Slug Three oh. on the Neo Geo Core. Nice. And uh, I love Metal Slug a lot. It's very stylish. Oh, and man. it's just a fun run and gun shooter. It is. Um I got the uh the the emulated port of it on the Xbox 360 I would say maybe 12 years ago, maybe longer actually. It might be closer to like It's been a long thir- time. I mean, 13, yeah, it's been ago. out a long time. Amazing. Yeah, I was just really like 12 years, it was 2010. So it might be a couple of years, 13, 14, around there. Anyway, yeah. uh, and that port's not very good. Uh, there's just, you know, there's different things. So I, but I like the game. So I've been playing the core on my uh, Mr. And, and I'll go into more detail on this late, uh, later. But uh, I even got an arcade stick. That I've been playing wow. it on, uh, and Hori, Hori, huh. Hori, fine maker of mostly Nintendo third-party peripherals. Gotcha. Um, and uh, I've just been—it's a USB that I plug in. It's made for the Nintendo Switch, actually. It even has a Nintendo Switch logo on it. it uh, this is, yeah, but it works on the Mister like many things do, and. Uh, so I've been playing, you know, like it's an arcade game. Been with with infinite quarters to pump into it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the Mister has a for the Neo Geo Core. It has two options. You can choose the arcade version or the console version of the system, which was they were the same thing. It's just that one knew it took quarters and the other one knew it didn't, and so. The games would often be, I think, modified. And this guy could be a little bit iffy on, but I, at least with Metal Slug, it, would look, it was like, oh, because there's a coin door on this, like, it just, you could just pump coins into it, I think, infinitely until you want to finish the game. Or. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Metal Slug was one of those ones that didn't have limited continues. I mean, it just yeah. was like, hey, it's a really hard game. You want to plunk it down the corners? Go for it. Yeah. And you could. The... The console version, though, uh, limits. You have a limited amount of starting credits, and that's just that's. It. I was wondering so, about the differences because, yeah, ironically, one of the games that I played this last week was 
uh, Metal Slug X, which is yes. Uh, so I just think that's kind of funny that we both ended up on a Metal Slug game as one of our one of our yeah. s- s- games that we we played on the Mister. And I always tend to do the arcade because that's where I that's what I played was the arcade mm-hmm. versions. So you know, none of even my rich friends ever had a, a Neo Geo home yeah. console. You know, uh, so no, they're expensive. Uh, they were. They were. They were the. I remember when they came out, you know, they were the dream machine, but it was just like so, so limited in what games they had. And the games they did have, of course, were fantastic, but it just was like just too expensive to justify for that oh, yeah. lim- limited oh, yeah. amount of games, you know. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I've been playing is, is, cool. is uh, uh, you know, I like Metal, Metal Slug 3's got different paths that you take on uh, to see different levels. And, and so I've played through almost the full game a couple of times. Fun. Um, Fun. Yeah, so that's what I'm playing lately. What about you? Well, as I kind of talked to you, uh, you know, when I, uh, after our last podcast, I had never really played, I'd never played earthbound. And so yeah. I was really kind of fascinated by, buy that game and i so i did do a little i went kind of down this crazy rabbit hole of like finding out like yes there was like a earthbound zero which was mother one in japan and then there was a a second game and then they made another there's actually two different translation versions of of the number one game and Mm -hmm. some people said which one was better i mean it was crazy i mean Mm -hmm. i was reading forms and just page after page and i was like my word so i finally just kind of picked a couple of them and got all three of the games and uh sampled them a little bit the the first one going from the first one into the third one it's really interesting to see uh they went you know from a real basic interface on the nintendo side and then they went i think the super nintendo interface was much better for earthbound Mm -hmm. so i can definitely see why earthbound came to america and the other two kind of were kind of uh left alone for a while but uh but they still have that similar craziness to them that humor Mm -hmm. uh so i definitely i definitely would like to go back and like you I realized that these games were going to just take a large chunk of time and Mm -hmm. concentration and with getting the mister and some other things going on, I just was like, okay, I've got them. I'll, I'll definitely get back to them because especially now that I know what they are, uh, I definitely want to try them out again. Uh, So I, last week, last podcast, I was, I was playing final fantasy seven. I've still done a little bit of that. Uh, there is a, uh, in the time that, since we've talked, a 60 frames per second mod came out for the PC version. And I downloaded okay. it and checked it out. And it's, it's, it's this was a fan mod, not like they patched to the original. And so you version. have to have the original game, which like I mentioned right. before, I've owned it on like every system. So, uh, wait, wait, wait. So is this, is this, is this a mod for the PS one era version? Yes. 
Okay, not for the broken not remake. For the, not for the broken okay. updated version. Thank you for the clarification. That That's a good Because you were saying, that is, uh, in our last conversation about it, you were saying that... Yeah, and that game that, that version made some updates busted. to it and made some improvements. Uh, it's still probably not where it needs to be. Uh, I and, and so I've kind of waited on that one because I, I really liked it, but I was also so disappointed in some of those... Uh, the, the video stuttering and and uh so hopefully hopefully you know in the next month or so that'll get just all hammered out and i can go back to it with fresh eyes but the but the uh the ps1 version that you can get on the pc uh some guy modded it so that you can run it at 60 frames per second okay i think it was originally set to something like 20 frames per second or something like that so it's a that was a shockingly <laughs> common frame rate of the era yes it was shockingly and i yeah. yes you're right it was and so uh uh and it, yeah i think it looks really good it, and it was fun to play that uh and then i don't know why but i the game I probably ended up playing the most, aside from different things on the Mister, the Mister, I kind of just went crazy. I was just all over the place, playing, just trying out new games, seeing what they look like, their response times, how they felt, uh, and it was just, it was so much fun. And I'm sure you did a lot of the same. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And when I was on a break, though, I ended up playing my game and watch uh, yeah. Zelda uh that i've shown you uh you've seen it uh before uh and i don't know there's just something really fun about this little cute little game and watch system and being able to play a full size not only i mean you can play i think it has zelda one two and then like a third uh gb links uh, awakening game Boy, yeah game on it yeah. and uh i'm still playing just the first one and yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I and so that's probably the one, the, the game that I probably put the most time in, aside from playing lots of random Mister games. Right. Was was the Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Wow, that's a it's a classic. I have never finished the second one. Okay, so the, I have a handful of Zelda games I've never finished: Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, Minish Cap, Zelda Two, Links Away, uh, Links. Of, venture or venture of link or whatever it is yeah. on the nes and i guess I've, i guess i've also never finished spirit tracks but other than that i finished all the zelda games uh That's so good. My, you, those... you finished a lot more than i have then yeah the second one i really would like to go to, back to but it's just so you know, difficult I, I, boy i go back and forth on that one you know the the side view stuff it's just quite a different game it was yeah it really uh, shockingly different you know back in the day because it was like Zelda kind of set the set the standard, and then mm -hmm. it's like, oh, okay, let's just flip this on its side and do something totally different uh, for uh, people who are looking for a more similar sequel. Uh, it was uh, it was it was pretty shocking. I I like it, uh, but I definitely have to be in a different place when I'm playing Zelda two versus mm -hmm. when I'm playing Zelda. Uh, I think that it's just because of how different it is, I think is really the, the, the big part of it. Uh, also, just randomly, though, I heard that uh, there is a guy who is, I mean, he's, he's, he's working on a mod to uh, uh, 
it's actually a bunch of people. They've decompiled Ocarina of Time. So they've yeah. now reverse engineered, I should say. They didn't decompile it. They reverse engineered it. Well, so it's the reverse engineering decompilation project. Yeah. Kind of like Mario, you know, 64. Yeah, yeah. And it's not done, like, done yet. It's about, but it's pretty yeah, it's close. like 80% done. Yeah. And it's like, it's going to have widescreen, uh, 60 frames per second. And man, some of the stuff that I saw on the site, it just looks mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that because when it comes out, basically you download, you have to avoid some legal trouble. You can download the, it has a tool. And yeah, you have to have an, it you have converts to have a, the ROM. Converts the ROM. So you yeah. technically have to own a ROM of Ocarina of Time to to get that to, to right because they the rom material that it uses is copyrighted so they have to yeah, they can't right. distribute copyrighted material but they can make yeah. a converter that takes original material and then right. kind of unspools it yeah it's pretty that's smart. exciting i'm excited to, i i uh so i i like those projects and i don't really have any intention of playing it this way, but I just kind of wanted to see what it was like. And so I, I took the port of the, uh, of Mario 64, yeah. the decompilation project for it. Uh, they ported it to Vita. Wow. And so I, I put it on my PlayStation Vita just to check mm-hmm. it out. And I will likely do the same with Ocarina. Ocarina is, I think one of the games that I, that and Majora's Mask. I, I really wish I didn't like the 3DS very much and I'd like to play a new and improved version of those games, but I don't really care for the 3DS. I mm. um so somebody if somebody could do what they did or similar things that they did for the 3DS version of those games and port it to you know, PC or something that can run higher frame rates, better textures, that kind of thing. I, I would like that. I would like to check that out. Yeah, Ocarina of Time is one that I haven't, I never finished it. So I would love to play through it on, really? on high res. Yeah, never. You've never finished, finished Ocarina. It. I know. It's embarrassing. Wow. I admit it to you and our audience only, yeah. but... Uh, uh, I've I've uh I've finished that game so many times it's it's uh it's a, it's on the other side of embarrassing. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. So. I yeah, I need to. And I now that I know that this is out there, I I am so I'm excited because I I definitely yeah. want to play it. Well, um, whatever you yeah. do, don't play the uh Switch Online version of it. It's like it, maybe oh, it's the bad, huh? it's the worst possible version you could yeah, play. Yeah, man, they just really messed up their whole N sixty four. They did get a little better with the most oh, recent update that added Banjo Kazooie. They did make yeah. it a little bit better. The input latency isn't so bad, but like uh, the textures are still not right. The fog is the actually the primary thing is the fog is Ugh. not there. Uh, it's a pretty wow. important portion of that game. So I don't know what's Bummer. going on. All right, so we should talk about Mister. That's our main main topic. Yes, Mister. Uh, point number one for Mister. What course have you tried out? Uh, wow. Well, actually, while you think about that, I just yes. realized for our audience who may or may not know what a Mister is, maybe yes, I should explain should probably... it. Yes. So the Mister is an open source project 
that takes a development board uh, that is um, made by a company called Terrasic, which is a subsidiary of Intel. Intel, yeah. And and it's just like a development board, right? So like a, a company that's looking to make a new product with an FPGA can order one of these and use it to prototype products that might use the same chipsets and stuff that are on this thing. And so it's got IO pins on it. It's got uh, HDMI out and uh, it's got an ARM core combined with an FPGA on the chip. Uh, and it's got a rather large FPGA chip of 110 logical elements. And what an FPGA is, is it's a field programmable gate array, which means that basically it's a hardware chip that you can reprogram on the fly using um, like a hardware language code that tells it how to reconfigure itself to pretend to be a different piece of hardware, essentially, including accurate timings and uh, methods of processing and stuff like that. So basically it can pretend to be a different computer and uh, a different circuit board actually as well, all in one chip and it can reconfigure itself to be anything at any time. Uh, And so people have taken this and uh, developed additional boards for it and, and software for it that allows it to be kind of the ultimate accurate video game retro video game system so uh yeah and it takes it from you know we go we're going from emulation to simulation and that's that's a huge difference because like you said we're able to emulate or not emulate literally create those chips uh so for like the nintendo it's going to emulate the the processors that you would need to boot up a Nintendo ROM all on the fly. Yeah, and what's key about that? Like, why is that better? Who cares? Why this is, like, something that people like is because um, it's more accurate or it can be more accurate than emulation. And a thing that it can be that emulation can never be is zero latency, uh, emulators yes. by their very nature are going to introduce some amount of delay in what you, you in between you doing something with a controller and the output on the screen that wouldn't have been there on the original hardware. Uh, and FPGAs kind of eliminate that because all the standard layers of latency like you know, the time it takes for the button to register uh, an input, all that is still there. Um, But it is not as much as emulation, which is, which is nice. Also accuracy is usually, now this depends on how well they're programmed, but in general, the accuracy is uh, really, really, really good. Um, Sometimes like most of the time, actually just impossible to tell any, differences between original hardware and what comes out of this thing so uh matt and i both got them and they uh they're awesome um and there's there's i think probably to mention this is there are like dozens of different what what are called cores which are basically this 
the bundle of code that tells it to be something different is a core. So there's cores for systems from like the Magnavox Odyssey all the way up to the uh, Sega CD, I think is the most recent or the Neo, some of the Neo Geo cores uh, or the Capcom yeah. CPS two, I think, or maybe some of the newest ones. Right. Um, but there's a, there's, pretty soon going to be Sega Saturn and PlayStation 1 cores yeah, for both it. Of those are in development heavily. Yeah. yeah, and they're rapidly proceeding. So it's got a really, really wide range. Uh, it also can be uh, computers like an Apple II or a Mac Plus. Or yes. uh, I was messing around with a, um, it's called AO486. I, I was messing around with that too. That's funny. Yeah, which is like an old mid-90s ibm pc yeah yeah the 486 uh so uh when i when i got into computers as a kid we had an 8086 and then uh and then i jumped from that to a 386 uh which was a massive jump back in the day and then uh and then from a 386 i actually went to a pentium but the 486 was uh was just yeah right on the right on the cusp of where uh i don't know how to explain it but gaming on and uh right so like i ran doom yeah on it and uh and and apparently i didn't try to do it but apparently it can run windows 95 yeah and that's like the very edge of what this thing's possible or capable of and i think that's yeah that was pretty much the bare minimum for windows 95 but you could run it you could boot right windows 95 and you can do that on on this this core because it's it's and that's pretty amazing to me that yeah we we've been able to do a a core of of a a full computer like a 486 to me is is just astounding and i love it i think it's really and i mean there's much more complex things that this can do but for somebody who was around when that 486 was the hottest fastest machine on the planet uh it just seems pretty neat that this tiny little thing can uh yeah can, uh, emulate I, and simulate it i i gotta get away from that emulation where i'm so used to using it yeah uh, well and even like simulation i think is technically not 100 percent accurate I, you know, it's all just yeah it, yeah it's like people on the forums go back and forth between it doesn't matter like, you know and I, yeah. for me it's just a differentiator honestly you know it, whether you call it emulation or, sim, or simulation or there's probably a better word for it I but uh uh i don't know what that is but it is uh uh, and one of the things when we were talking about earlier about uh, what what have I been playing on the Mister? Yeah. And uh, I I played with that AO four eighty six as well, uh, just a little bit. I uh, got it to boot up to DOS and did a few fun little things, like you said, uh, Doom. Uh, the other one that I played. So my friend, my rich friend, had an Apple II, and mm-hmm. those were you know those were like two grand in the day, which you know, back in 1980, 81, two grand was like six grand today. And so uh, to be able to have one of those was pretty amazing. And uh, there was a game called Karatika. It's made by James Mechner, the guy that made the 
oh, what's the, the where, you, where you're the guy and you're running through the sand? And uh, before Prince of Persia was made, he started with this game called Karataka. And it is a side-scrolling karate uh, rescue the princess game. And I, me and my friend, uh, we played this for just days and days on the Apple II. And it looked, they made ports of it, but the Apple II was where it was at. It just, the way it played was amazing. And I could not believe how authentic it felt on playing it on the Mr. It just, like you said, the timing, just things beyond even my own senses. It just felt like it was that I was back there playing on an Apple II. It was really great. So I spent a lot of time on Karataka. Uh, and I played several Neo Geo cores. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, uh, at the arcade Blazing Star. And it's first Polestar, I think, is the first game of that series. There's only two. Uh, but uh, I played both of those. And, it, and once again, the, the authenticity of it from playing it at the arcades was it just it felt really good to play those in a in a in that environment. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about, uh, I want to make sure to mention, is that the Mister has a very basic interface. You know, in today's uh, you know uh, retro pie world, it, we're they're, honestly, I feel like they've become overly complex. You've got videos for every single game. You know, you got little screenshots. You've got attract modes. You've got all this stuff, and it's like, uh, honestly, I think it takes away from the experience at this point. We've gotten so yeah. complex, and this is like almost looking at like a DOS screen. It's just basic. Uh, no nonsense <laughs> you know here's your games here's your here's your cores load unload you know go and that's and and i actually really like that i really like the simplicity of it i mean they've gone yeah. totally the other way and i hadn't me, really thought perfect. about that being a function like to me i like i really don't care about the interface on, on most things, it, the interface is just like a means to getting to the thing I really want. That's right. That's and right. I didn't, it, it is so second like fiddle to me that I didn't even think about how some people might look at that and go, Oh, that's not pretty. That's exactly. It's this, yeah. is, this isn't very informative. It's super basic, yeah. but, but uh, I love that about me it too. It's yeah. like, like you said, I, I want to load up the core and I want to get to what I want to play. I'm not there to see the fancy attract mode, hear the music. You know, if I really want to look up the the background of a video game, I, I will certainly do that on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, good old Google is your friend. And uh, so, you know, props to the people that make those and spend all that time making those interfaces i'm i know a lot of people really like them but like you basic is better and uh i just i love that about the mister i love that it's yeah. just it's here to load cores and play play games and that's what it's you know done and that's awesome and, well and and it, i mean it does have some 
some features pertaining to visual representation, but it is specifically regarding the games. So I don't know if you, I don't know if you've messed around with any of these, but it has, uh, visual filters video processing modes yes so it can uh load up a you know like a crt style filter and there's a whole bunch of them you can do scan lines you can do uh interpolation to make it look a little bit sharper a little bit fuzzier you can uh and different cores will support different amounts because like the cps2 core doesn't have enough logical elements or le's um left on it to do yeah i was pretty impressed that it could do cps2 it does marvel versus capcom yeah i mean it does x-men versus street fighter that's like pretty crazy it is i was i was yeah i was yeah when i saw those i was like wow you know and uh and of course for me the game that I played the most was Shinobi. Uh, And once again, the timing I played, it was, I played it. It was interesting because, you know, maybe a week ago I was playing it on an emulator and uh, I wasn't half as good as I was. It was almost like my mind remembered the timings and the way to play the real system because I played so much better on shinobi on on the mr uh arcade core and uh i was really of course thrilled that they've done a sega system 16 which is what that game was made on so all those sega system system games are available on that on the on the arcade side and that that was really exciting for me to see and get to play a bunch of those because that was probably my prime in my that you know that era was definitely yeah uh, when i was most into arcades i was surprised and i would definitely say that for all the cores in the on the arcade side they have kind of my ultra favorites on all of them you know my my but they're missing a they're missing probably if there's probably 20 more games that i really wish it had for example like i was really surprised that star wars the arcade game wasn't there did you oh is that the one with the vector graphics though yes yeah That one might be harder to do because of the vector graphics, but I don't know. Is I didn't see. I don't think because like Tempest probably isn't on there either. Right. I don't think there's any vector graphics ones on there. But I could maybe that vector graphics are like fundamentally different in how they render on a screen than pixels. It, It is. So it might just be that there would have to be like a translation layer in order for it to do it and maybe that's just not something that's really yeah, feasible just, yeah, on the mister I, I, I don't I know i have to guess because i remember uh i can't remember the name of it but there was a vector arcade home game system and it literally came with its own i was gonna monitor. say it'd have to come with its own screen yeah it did and and so uh and so there you go you know it was it was so there's definitely that like you said that layer there that's probably uh not not able to uh to do in uh, our program on, on that side so uh but it, 
you know, they had Contra, but not super Contra. It was, you know, so there's a, there's a few yeah. out there that I would love to see, you know, I loved Contra, you know, I honestly, the NAS version is probably my favorite. Cause that's the one I played the most. Yeah. Uh, and it looked, and, it, and of course that played great on, on the NAS core. Uh, so anyway, I, I've yeah. really been talking forever. I'll let you know <laughs> you're good. I, some I, of the games and stuff you've been playing. Yeah. I messed, like I mentioned, I messed with, uh, metal slug. I tried a few of the arcade cores out. Um, I did Tate mode. Um, the, What's that? The, Tate mode is when the screen is, is taller than it is wide. Mm. So games like donkey Kong or Pac-Man that have a tall screen rather than a wide screen. Yeah. Uh, you can literally flip ah. a screen on its side and then tell nice. the tell the mister to rotate 90 degrees. And uh, I wish I had one of those monitors that you could do. You know, they had the they can yeah. actually rotate like that. I do not have one of those, unfortunately. I do, but I don't like to turn them. So instead, I've got a tiny iPad screen oh. that is a four by three screen. Yeah. That that I have a 3d printed casing for so that it can do, it was actually kind of designed specifically for the mister to, to do tape mode stuff with. Um, and the latency actually on that screen is so much smaller than other other screens. I'm sure it was fantastic. I mean, the iPads have always, I think just, it's like an old, it's like an iPad, three screen this is very old but uh it does its job really really well and uh and it's it's pretty cool um so yeah messed around with some tape mode donkey kong pac-man um yeah pac-man i played and i couldn't believe how good pac-man felt it was just really good uh and uh, i also never i played uh i've got a sega genesis and a uh, 32x which actually the 32x isn't on the mister yet there, there's not a core for it um yeah. they have uh, the sega I, cd yeah they have a sega cd which i had never played so i i played some sega cd games oh, um fun. a little bit of uh uh night trap yeah which got man that game oh really raised a lot of hairs back in the day oh, it did it was nuts. but uh that game is really bad it, it's terrible it's it's, it's not terrible. good it's no. not even like very sexy or violent like for it's all, not for all the controversy that that game created yeah it was just such a bad game oh and, man, like and it so wasn't cool. like like because i think you know joe lieberman or whatever is standing out there trying to be like video games need regulation like right. he I, like, he pulled up Night Trap and Mortal Kombat as like the examples, which Mortal Kombat, like I guess for the time, was pretty yeah, violent. Was, but Night yeah, Trap the, is like the finishing modes was quite in the digitalization of those you know, right finishing modes. I mean, it's so rudimentary fun. looking back on it, but uh, the yeah. the Night Trap, which used full motion video FMV, which yes. could only be possible with the power of C, full CD storage and yeah, CD right. audio. Um, and it uh it's just like it, so like two things about it like oh it's violent because there's like these little vampire guys i guess walking around the house that you're trying to catch and then also like they advertised it like oh because it's like a girl's sleepover and so they're like in their underwear which like 
not not really and also (laughs) it doesn't it's not a very good looking it's you get small glimpses of them existing but they're wearing clothes it's just the silliest thing to throw a fit about uh, so I played some of that. I think Snatcher, a Hideo Kojima game on the Sega CD. Yeah. Um, and then I tried some Sonic CD, which people love. Uh, and I didn't think it was that I, good. I'm in agreement with you on that one. I, I think I, Sonic 2 a, and 3 are better than CD. It was like a selling point for that system, too. You know, and like I, the selling I, point, I didn't yeah. I had the I had the Sega Genesis and and as you know, I really loved it. Uh it was, uh, but uh, a friend of mine did get it, the, the CD. Uh, and so uh, what I liked about the Sega CD was, like you said, the full motion video, even some of those kind of like Laserdisc-like games for the arcade where mm-hmm. you'll see a video clip and you have to push left at the exact moment so that it it starts the the left video or whatever. Or you right, like a Dragon's Lair, yeah. Yeah, like Dragon's Lair. Uh, there were some of those, and including some really good anime ones, actually. And uh, there were a couple. Oh, of really you know good... what? There wasn't one. I haven't. I haven't played it, but I did load it on my Mister. It's like Lunar, or something. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, silver. I, silver Lunar. I know. I don't know. Totally. I can see the game in my head, but it is an it, anime one that was is. on the Sega. And that's CD. a great one. Yeah. There's there's several. I think fun anime based uh full motion video games uh including uh i think there was a i want to think of there was this like robot fighting one that i really liked and it had just tons of really cool video to it uh anyway uh what else did you play uh yeah i mean that was kind of it one more thing about the sega cd um it's got like a loading screen while it waits for your uh, CD to be put in. Yeah. And the the loading music on the Sega CD absolutely slaps. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah, I, I agree. It's funny. Uh, but that was kind of that was kind of the main the stuff I've messed with so far. Uh, Tell me about. Did you play with any of the filters that we were talking about? Yes, earlier? absolutely. I haven't really played with those yet. I, I have to, played but... with the filters, and they've changed a little bit, like the way they're they're being organized. Uh, but I have. I've played with the filters, and I like them a lot. The only like, what, problem... what was your favorite setting for the filters, so I can try it out. Oh boy. So there's, it's kind of complicated because there's like a vertical filter, a horizontal filter, a shadow mask, and a, there's like a, the shadow mask is the fourth one actually. And there's like a third one. Oh, it's, it's like a scan line. So, uh, I usually, what I did was I set the whole, I think I set the vertical filter to, soft interpolation the horizontal filter to a uh to a crt um like a i i tried a couple of different ones i think the ones that i liked the most were the ones that were trying to simulate a um aperture grill from like a sony Trinitron. yeah so i liked nice. those there's one on there that is called ag2 um hmm. that i like aperture grill 
two. And then I think I did some scan lines and then, uh, some, somewhere around there. It's, I, I had to play with it quite a bit. To, so that was kind of my thing I is I looked at it and I was kind of like overwhelmed with all of my choices. So I kind of was like, eh, I'll come back to this. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah there's just a few things i do want to play with the visual experience for sure but for me the just the gaming experience uh was i was just having so much fun with it yeah you know you should check out for sure some of those filters those are some of the same kinds of filters that are in my n64's uh hdmi mod and uh they look really great when you can get them dialed in but unfortunately on the mister they're slightly harder to dial in um so maybe eventually the project will improve those a little bit um but i really do like the filters i just have one problem with them and this is not the mister's fault it's that when you're streaming uh anything other than like a soft interpolation any kind of uh grid that goes onto it will not come out scaled properly in a stream because the compression of the streaming service and the the resolution difference that may happen between the video box on somebody's screen and like all the different screen sizes that can be you basically just can't have like scan lines or CRT type filters on, or it just doesn't come out right. So Bummer. that's not that's not the mister's fault. That's just a problem with just the limitation. The streaming technologies, yeah. So right. Yeah. Uh, if I stream, I, I turn them off, and if I'm not streaming, then gotcha. I will sometimes turn them back on. When I was gonna say, you know, I think if if I was watching a stream. I would actually prefer it to be sharp and not have the filters right. on. Honestly, uh, it would be more. Yeah, it'd be more frustrating, I think. And like you said, video compression could make a mess of that. Uh, yeah. Be- so I think actually, what's best is to do like a uh, some sort of interpolation that fuzzes it just a little bit. Gotcha. And that's it. Oh, that's cool. Just, just a very barely blurred you know like yeah like if you've got a red pixel and a green pixel right next to each other it will use the three pixel line to make one be what's red and green together i don't know orange Orange orangish yeah and and then red and green and it'll kind of do like a soft gradient so that it won't be like a crisp line straight up and down it'll it'll be a little bit of a blur in between um and that can help actually on the the compression to not be quite so messy uh so that's cool yeah before we started recording i was telling you about uh i've got these dongles sticking out of mine yes and i don't know if you've done this uh because you were mentioning to me that you use an Xbox 360 controller with the 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 proprietary USB yeah the uh, old school USB yeah. receiver that was made by Microsoft for the old school 360 controller pre you know this is pre Bluetooth stuff I mean this was yeah pre all yeah. of that well I mean the PS3 had a Bluetooth 
controller and and so did the wii actually but yeah the 360s was uh lower latency because it used a proprietary 2.4 gigahertz and i'll tell you yeah I, 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 I love this receiver. You know, I, yeah. I've been playing wireless for so long that, that to me that any kind of latency there is, is normal, I guess. But right. that particular one is the most responsive, uh, one that I have. And so that's definitely what I, you know, I started with a wired controller on, on the mister and just, wanted to make sure, you know, everything was working and, and, and that I could use a wired controller. And I, and it was, and it was, an, it's an old Logitech one. Uh, and it worked great, but as soon as I plugged this in and saw that it was just really reactive. And of course it's got the home button, which is the X button for, for, for that controller, of course. Uh, yeah, it's worked out really good for me. So what, what does that have to do with the, you said the dongle. What what so dongle do you have? I so I have a Bluetooth dongle. Oh. That allows me to just use Bluetooth controllers with my Mister. Gotcha. And I have a Wi-Fi dongle. This is a USB Wi-Fi receiver. Ah, uh, see, I've got mine plugged into to wired wired Ethernet yeah. for now. Uh, and and the reason that internet is important, of course, is like FTPing games in and yeah. out is a little bit easier, but uh, which is obviously faster on Ethernet. So I do, I have done that. That's how I got all my games in originally. Um, yeah, yeah. But the Wi-Fi, I didn't want to leave it plugged in just because like wires come out of all angles of this thing. I know it's really something else. So I thought uh, I'd rather have the Wi-Fi dongle than the Ethernet cable if I'm not actively like doing a lot of transferring and I think of data. Once, you know. Right now, you know that it, I've kind of got it sitting next to my workstation that I've got set up here for testing out stuff. But this is going to be my primary system for retro gaming when it comes to television oh, yeah. and living room type stuff. So once I go to the living room, I'll, I've got a, uh, a Wi-Fi dongle. Now, how does the Wi-Fi work? Was it pretty straightforward? Did it yeah. see the, saw the dongle and... You you would just had to. It has the connection screens like you would expect to. Yeah, so there's a there's a, in the scripts menu. There's an option for setting up Wi-Fi, and it oh, perfect. you know like like on the Raspberry Pi, how it's got that yeah. very like CLI like blue yeah. screen. Um, totally. That you pick. It's almost identical to that, really. Perfect. That's great. Yeah, um, I haven't I haven't even played with the Wi. I I noted. I I have a bunch of Wi-Fi dongles from old school raspberry pi days when yeah. they didn't come with wi-fi that's right and, and uh i think at least two of them are on the compatibility list that people have tested out mm-hmm. for uh the different wi-fi chipsets so hopefully one of the two works i'm sure I'll, I'll test that out but i just yeah like you i just have it plugged in you know i had it plugged in on the ethernet to set it up and get games over to it and yeah, when that PlayStation core comes out, I'm going to need to plug it back into yeah. Ethernet so that the speed difference is really uh, uh, not as critical uh, of a problem because it will uh, be over Ethernet, which is like 30 times faster than this thing can do on Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so I yeah, I, I've been using some wireless controllers. So, I yeah, how's, how's the Bluetooth uh, 
with and I'm assuming it's like uh, yeah what what controllers are you using on Bluetooth and how has it been uh, reaction wise and everything? Yeah, so I used this retrobit Sega Saturn controller on Bluetooth. Nice. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Cool. I don't know. I don't. I didn't really have any complaints. No, no worry. No, no latency. Nothing noticeable. Nothing latency, noticeable. Or... And and I notice latency because yeah, you do. Uh, I like in Smash Brothers on the Switch. I have to use the Pro Controller, even though it's not my favorite, because the Pro Controller actually has like the least latency of all the controllers that I've used. Wow. Uh, including this one, which is an 8-bit Doe uh, SN30 Pro Plus. Yeah, that's um, a nice one. Which is nice, but it did not... It had, like, pretty bad latency on the Switch, so... Oh, does it? Oh, that's it, a bummer. Yeah, at least it did for me. Uh, so I, I've used it both wired and wireless on the uh, Mr. And I, it was better than it was on the Switch. Um, hmm. But you know yeah i use that you know i've used those on like the evito ones on my retro pie builds and things like that and they've worked they worked really well you know for for that setup but uh i didn't even think about doing a bluetooth dongle honestly you know right when i found out that that microsoft one worked i just that was it you know i was like okay that's going to be probably my dedicated controller for now i think but i think that's a great idea the uh i have an xbox one that i don't use but which means i also have an xbox one controller that i don't use which i could use on my series s but i don't i've got i only use like one controller at a time i don't need right more than one so the xbox one controller just got an update a firmware update to add uh, DLI, which is dynamic latency input. Basically, it makes it a lower latency Bluetooth controller with Bluetooth low energy and everything. So it's like the Xbox One controller. The Xbox One controller, yeah. Sweet. I'm gonna have to get my off to update mine. That's awesome. Yeah. So I plugged it into my Series S, updated it, and then uh, I can connect it to my Mister, and it will be much lower latency than it was before. Wow, that's great. Um, and I, I really, I think the Xbox controller is super good. Um, I, I love the Xbox controllers. I, I, they, just the way they feel. Yeah. The newer one, even you know that the one I've shown you earlier, uh, that's technically designed for the X series the, or the X. Uh, yeah, yeah, I actually have one problem with the good. newest Xbox controllers. What's that? I don't like the dish shaped D pad. You know, I, I had issues with it at first. Now I've kind of, I don't know if I've either gotten used to it. I don't know if I like yeah. it, but I've gotten used to it. It's like, it's functional. It's fine. It's, it's very clicky. It's I, very clicky. I like, yeah. I like the clickiness, but I liked the Xbox one D pad better. Yeah. I All the other changes they made that. are great, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's, that's, and then I've got this hoary fight stick that I, bought basically because i looked at the latency list and aside from some prohibitively expensive fight sticks that were a couple of options above this this has like the lowest latency of all the fight sticks that you can use uh and it's been great uh it's nice because it's got you know it's got your, your your fight your joystick 
uh, which is very clicky, very nice. It's got uh, a turbo button, which is kind of wow. neat to play with. And then it's got your switch buttons, plus minus, home and screenshot. The screenshot button I don't think works at all on the Mister, but the home button does work as a home button. And oh, then good. it's got eight face buttons, which really can cover basically every arcade game right. uh, that the Mister can do. There's not really there's not really much arcade games that use above that. No, um, no. Uh, many don't use that many, and that's fine. No, um, I was gonna say so many use like even Street Fighter, six, right? You know? Uses six, so yeah. you can use the start and select or the plus and minus buttons, I guess, for insert coin and yeah player select or whatever the the start button is on arcade machines i i would definitely like to get one of those i think how much uh ballpark figure what was the approximate price you paid on that uh i bought it on amazon warehouse so it was technically used Mm. um which i could tell when i pulled it out of the box but it was packaged like it was pretty much new um that's and it it was, but I could tell somebody's fingers had been on it, yeah. uh, which is not that big of a deal to me. My right. fingers were about to be on it. It's not a big deal. Um, it was like 60 bucks, maybe. Oh, not bad. Uh, but I don't get the impression that they're readily available. So like, I, I didn't choose to buy it Amazon Warehouse over new. It was just that they only presented That's me with the Amazon Warehouse. That's where it was available warehouse. in yeah. stock. Gotcha. So I don't well, know. Yeah. I would like to have at least one arcade joystick for this. I mean, it's yeah. See, that's kind of what I was like. I, I'd so like I think to do that's that. a good idea. Uh, and it's been great. So uh, it's a little bit small. Like if you're looking for like a giant fight stick style thing, this isn't and the you, thing. And but... the, and I kind of and I you know with the MySpace, I I'm I'm thinking small is good. I mean, yes, you're right. There are those you know full-on two-player you know controllers now that are like right better than the arcade you know and and, and that's cool right Especially you got like a jamma connection to yes. put on a real arcade machine right. yeah and it's like hey that's cool if you're into that you know if that's what you're wanting it to do you know that's great that those are available but for me i just really want more of the 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 actual feel of the of the joystick and the buttons you know yeah, uh, this has been good for me. I, I like it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, other than that, I just need to spend time actually playing uh, games, which uh, and like that's said, my hardest thing right now is I just I'm having so much fun trying out all the games that I haven't. I want to settle down and like yeah, like for our next podcast, I'm really hoping I can find one game that I can play. <laughs> and be the, my, you know, the game I want to talk about next, next right. podcast. And, uh, so far that's been hard. Obviously I chose the game and watch because I just, I, I haven't put very much time into one particular game yet. And, uh, so I need to settle down, find a game that I want to spend some really good time, good time on and, and play the heck out of it. The, i know that's the it's the curse of like netflix right where like oh i've got thousands of video games to right. play and they're all very good and right. i just gotta pick and not move oh. on after being bored for three seconds yeah right it's like, like oh. every game has three seconds of boring yeah 
don't go find a different game <laughs> in those three seconds and, yeah. that, and then you're set. Uh, I'm impressed you played uh, Metal uh, Slug for a couple of playthroughs. That that's pretty great. Yeah, I went through I, like two or three different paths. Um, I didn't finish. Like my wife asked me to go to the grocery store, and I was fighting the like final boss or what. I was fighting what appeared to be the final boss on the final mission, but I'm guessing that there's another couple layers to it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I went, you know, probably three quarters of the way through it two or three times, three or four times actually. So that's like the one I spent the most time with, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard picking something to lock down on. I'm actually, I've been toying with the idea, right? Of course I get this mister and then, thinking you know what maybe i should uh play through all of the nintendo 64 rare games is kind of what i've got my eyes on right now because i played also since the last time we talked i played through like a third of goldeneye 007 on the n64 and that game's very good oh that yeah that was that was a good Um, game yeah and and banjo just came out on nintendo switch online so i'm thinking maybe i should hit banjo up again not on nso but yeah on the n64 or on the yeah. xbox actually the xbox version of banjo is pretty good is it yeah it's it's uh it looks good it plays good uh it has one minor problem that i shouldn't even bother mentioning uh and <laughs> and that it's different from the n64 version because in the n64 version the amount of notes you collected on a level um was like a high score and so the next time you entered that level, you had to collect all of the notes again. It didn't just remember which ones you had collected. The 360 version that was later ported to the Xbox One and Series S and X uh, has, it, it, it just does it differently. Like if you collect a note, you collected the note and you'll never collect that same note ever again. Um and I don't, I wish it was the N64 way because I'm a simp for the old ways, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, I get you though. Even though simple th- changes can be annoying. Yeah. But it looks really good. Like the original. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm honestly thinking, cause like on the N64, there was uh banjo, banjo Tooie, golden eye, Diddy Kong racing, perfect dark, Killer Instinct. Oh, that's right. There was a Killer Instinct yes. on the 64. I think it was Killer Instinct Gold is what it yeah. was called. And uh, uh, Mickey's Speedway or something was a rare game also. Was it? Oh, yeah. wow. Donkey Kong 64. Yes. So there's like a handful. Jeffers Gemini. There's maybe like 10 games that they did on the 64 yeah. that I could play through, which is certainly not going to be able to do before we record again, but... You know, talking about my journey there would be kind of fun. That'd be pretty fun, I think. That's that's not a bad idea. I think, you know, I'll tell you, whenever somebody says rare, the first thing that comes to my mind is Killer Instinct because of the, you that's know. That's so funny. At the arcades, they, they advertised Ultra 64 coming to your home. Right. You know, and, and of course they renamed it to Nintendo 64. But the idea that you could play this really advanced-looking fighter game, and I'm not into fighter games. I'm not good right. at them. I, I, I admire them. I love to play, like, Marvel versus Street Fighter, you know, uh, every once in a while. 
uh, just to appreciate them, uh, but I'm terrible at them. I, you know, just, I am no good at fighting games, period. But I loved Killer Instinct just for the graphics. I just thought it looks, and, and the sound effects that it had, and, and uh, Rare just really did something fun and unique with that uh, system. So the idea that, you know, oh, in, you know, six months to a year, you're going to be able to have this. And of course, it was still watered down, but honestly, it was worth the wait for me. I thought it was pretty great when when Think Gold came out. That's uh, funny. You know, once again, I bought it for its graphics. It was just so fun to see all the different characters and how they looked, you know, and played. I I was never into Killer Instinct, but I really? rare for me. So when you is, think of rare, what is what is when it? I think of rare, I think of Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, I think uh, most people probably do. Yeah, I and think specifically that like green uh, laser grid <laughs> that turns into the shiny rare logo when you yeah, boot up yeah. Donkey Kong Country. That's like the image burned into my brain. And then after Donkey Kong, it's Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. which is an all-time favorite of mine. That's cool. Um, but uh, that's funny. Yeah, so I don't know. I've been thinking about that. <laughs> but then also, like, I, I have this problem every single time I get a fancy new toy. I like, ah, oh, this is so cool. But but I want to, for some reason, I've got an itch to play literally something else that can't be done with this. Of course. And then, yeah. And then, uh, but then I have, like, an, a, I feel guilty. I'm like, but I just put all this time and money into this thing. I should play a game on this thing, so... Yeah, I'm really trying to. I'm really gonna uh, stick to playing Mister. I think this this next two weeks. I, I'm gonna do yeah. my best. You know, like I've been playing a lot of Switch and that Kuno no Ni or Ni no Kuni. Yeah, Ni no Kuni uh, RPG. Yeah. I've been playing that quite a bit still, and so that's where I keep. You know, I'll start playing yeah. this, and then I'll go play that for an hour. You know, so it's not a bad yeah. place to be. Uh, yeah, so I. I I don't know. I'm, we'll find out next time what we end yeah, up we'll find out. playing. Yeah. Uh, so I guess even though it's probably very obvious, I think the final thing we should talk about is like, so mister, it's good or is it bad? What do you think? Well, I think it's fantastic, but I also think yeah. that it's, it's also expensive. Yeah. In fact, very expensive. So, you know, if you're out there and you're looking at this thing, uh, I think it depends on what kind of how serious of a retro gamer you are and what what are the things that really appeal to you if if that if uh the realism and the and the the feel of the games like we've been talking about in this podcast uh sound good to you then i definitely say yes take a look and check it out there's a lot to learn it was for me it was a pretty steep learning curve because i i hadn't I had, I learned a little from Dylan and, uh, that was about it. So, uh, uh, yeah, it was kind of a steep learning curve, but there's a lot of great resources out there. And, and so it was easy to, it was easy to learn and easy to get caught up. And, uh, if you're into like RetroPie or any of those other projects, this will come second nature to you. So I think there, I think it's fantastic. It was worth for me, definitely worth the money, and it's going to be, you know, the retro gaming system that I'll use on my, you know, in my living room. I think you know for 
for anything that it can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is an absurd number of things. Uh, yes, absurd. And and the PlayStation really and the Saturn are. Oh. I'm really anxious to get my hands on those. Um, I I will be thrilled for both of those. I, both of those have some great games that I would love to. Yeah, to go the back only. And <laughs> I've on been laughing like that. about the. Uh, I bought a 500 gigabyte sd card for this thing so i'd just be like ah, i just never have to wow i have a extensive libraries of neo geo turbo graphics 16 game boy game boy advance snes genesis uh, and i'm only down to 50 gigs used right like i was gonna say i've got like 64 gigs that i right now it's got a 64 gig and i've still got probably and i filled it and i've got like eight gigs left you know yeah once once the ps1 comes out i'll definitely flip to a you know a 400 or 512 uh which interestingly enough amazon basics they're kind of their 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 homegrown company stuff they started making sd cards that are honestly they're really good and they're really cheap i was impressed uh i got a 512 and a 128 for like just really good prices. I mean, crazy. So, uh, shout out to Amazon, but, uh, uh, if you're looking for a cheap, good SD card, I would definitely recommend checking out their Amazon basics brand. That's, that's kind of crazy. I, I'm surprised that they have uh, good SD cards on Amazon basics cause their, their stuff's usually kind of junk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would say it's mediocre. I wouldn't sure, say, yeah. I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. it's great, yeah. but uh, at least an SD my, card though is something I'm like, I don't want mediocre. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want mediocre, and it, well, and so, like I said, so far for me, they've been they've been pretty awesome. But uh, I'm always looking for cheaper but good technology. Right. And uh, yeah, so far they've been they've been up. The same as I would say is my six scan disc and Samsung ones that I have. So, wow, uh, that's and that's, that's a bold statement. Yeah, so, that is bold. Those what, are the now, top tiers. What we'll see is how long they last. That's so that I was that's what I was going to say is like I wonder if it's got like a shorter lifespan or something. Yeah, I don't know. you know that's that's the tough part is like the lifespan on some of these. Man, I can't believe how short some of them are. It's just really bizarre. It's sad how quickly some of them burn out on me. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean that, that size, the size I got with, for this is going to end up being very useful when I load up. So it can take a five twelve. That's great. Oh yeah. Know. I wasn't sure how big I could go with this. Um, oh yeah. I think you could up. go up to a terabyte at least. Wow. That's awesome. Um, which is absurd. Not necessary. Uh, unless you're trying to get every PlayStation and Sega Saturn game ever released. Including... You, the different versions in Japan and America, right? And Europe. Which I'm not, I'm not into. Yeah. I just want to, I just want one version of a game that I can yes. read, uh, yes. if I possible. Want an MPSC version of a game, and I'm good. Yeah, ooh, I just, I definitely don't want to play a PAL version of a I game. Know. Pal, like I know, so PAL is so beneath me. Oh. I, I don't <laughs> want to sound snobby, but I'm just like, I'm not gonna play something that's running seventeen oh, percent slower or whatever. I just, yeah. I can't handle it. It's, it's, 
I really feel bad for our fellow Europeans on that. They really they, they got better colors, uh, better color colors reproductions and better. Sometimes better resolution. But no, always better resolution. Always better well, resolution. Well, I, I guess except for in video games, in which case it was a the video format had a better resolution, but the game yes, yes. usually didn't output to that same resolution anyway. It would do a exactly overscan or something. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, Mister, I like it. I think it's incredible. Um, I think if you're as much of a uh, weirdo for retro games as you and I are, yeah, it's yeah. a really good choice. Um, if you're okay with it being kind of this hobby horse kind of thing yeah and if you're looking for the slickest fanciest thing that looks like an apple product you should probably stick to analog products yeah i would probably stick to retro pi or or you know raspberry pi type things you know raspberry pi is even more more hobbyist than like if you're looking for like the sleekest stuff Oh, Chinese oh, knockoffs yeah. or analog, or anal- yes. analog. Sorry, the, I wasn't thinking of the brand analog. Yes. Yeah, the brand Sorry. like the Pocket or the Super NT. Yeah, the if Mister. Go, yeah, if you want like true, yeah. And those, you know, it's such a bummer because those have such a limited run. And now yeah. people are charging like triple prices yeah. for them. And, you know. they'll, they'll get out eventually. It's just going to be a wait. I hope, I hope that either analog or a company like analog will learn that. Yeah. I mean, will mass produce some of this type of stuff and, and make it available. I wonder it, like analogs are the closest there is. I don't, I wonder if there's just not a, a market for it that actually well, is know, that it's big. Like, Cause it's expensive and maybe, most people don't seems, know, you know, it seems strange that if I go on there right now and order one, I'm not going to see it till 2023. So that seems like that's yeah. pretty popular that they've got a demand there. If, if, if they're putting me out a year on a waiting list for one of these, and I mean, and I, and mind you in these times of COVID and I was going to say like even Sony stuff, can't that, get, there is that factor there, yeah. but still a year, my word, that's, yeah. that's nuts, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's certainly I'm glad demand. you got when, when you did, for sure. Me too, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if, if people would really, if there's a mass appeal for something like this, because I really like it, but also, you know, I'm willing to deal with assembling it myself and yeah. the, yeah. Uh, you know, the rudimentary interface uh, and the fact that there's holes on every side of it, like... I'm okay with it, but is somebody, you know, else not going to be okay with those things? And I think honestly, even myself, I probably would have gotten impatient with it just because, uh, you know, it, you can play ROM files on it using like an ever, uh, ever, uh, what are the, what are the, Oh, an everdrive, everdrive. Thank you. Sorry. The word just blanked. Oh, you're talking about an analog. Yeah, yeah. For the analog, you know, the ever, yeah, excuse me, talking specifically about the analog, uh, uh, but beyond the EverDrive, I would, I would get annoyed having to put in different cartridges and things like that. Yeah, no, I, I so I'm, the analog is very sleek, very, very, very neat. But, oh, yeah. But, the, uh, the monitor is crazy amazing. Yeah. But the, I, I was referring to the Mister and how it's, 
ugly. It is. And, and even with my fancy, I have an all in one case to, that sandwiches all three pieces yeah. components together. It's, it's an, it's a 3d printed ugly beast. I mean, there's just no way. Even the, it. no, even the sleekest aluminum cases that are made for these things, it's still yeah. an aluminum block of Swiss cheese. It is. It's yeah. it, the, the prettiest mister is still ugly. Yeah. And it some is. people aren't okay with that, and and they would rather just yeah. play their games on a Switch, uh, yeah, emulated on the bad simple. online. That's that's great, you know. sure. And that's no shame in that. No, uh, no but not at all. I am certainly willing to put up with it being ugly. Oh yeah, after you the know, experience in order to we've get... had the last couple weeks, yeah. I, it's like, where have you been my whole life? Kind of thing, you know. I mean, it is just that great to me that yeah. Uh, and yeah it was worth the money and it was yeah it was expensive but i'm i'm so glad that you and i got them around the same time and we were able to you were able to help me more than i was able to help you but it was certainly fun just to talk back and forth and discuss uh what we were doing with them and uh it's just been a fun couple of weeks for sure yeah well i'm excited to hear where uh where we're at with them in a couple of weeks, but we'll have to decide yeah. what our next topic is on. Cause it's, we just, we just did one on the mister. So we did, uh, I guess we'll end the show with, uh, as always, you can reach us at retro at gmail.com. Uh, tell us if you've got a mister or not and what you like or what we should be doing with our misters. Yeah. Um, we'd love to hear about, yeah. Your experiences with the mister and yeah. What games you're playing anything unusual what what have you been doing yeah or your favorite filters tell us about your filters because yes. those are hard to pick filters um, and settings for your yeah. filters love to hear it uh and then also i occasionally stream on uh, twitch.tv slash press left if you want to check out me playing some n64 rare games maybe that's what i'll be doing uh thank you for listening and have a great life i don't know i can't say a time because it's not yeah i, I want to say hey, have a good evening but it could be more it's later. evening for us but it's evening for us yeah. <laughs> this is going to publish probably at 11 a.m on a friday so <laughs> right right good morning good afternoon and good night done